0: Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host Isaiah Edwards. The date is December the nineteenth, twenty twenty-three. Hopefully, this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good on this Tuesday. Um, let's see, there isn't really much to report on the personal news. We're just kind of working. Um, you know, I've I've queued up for a little bit of uh, off time in the future for the holidays. A little bit of extra Christmas time, a little bit of uh, extra New Year's time, because uh, why not? But uh, you know, other than that, that's in the future. That's for future me. But you know, we're just chilling right now. We're working right now. Well, you know, if you want to call podcasting work, what I'm doing right now, work, sure, fine, why not? But no, um, you know, just just chilling, just chilling and working, working and chilling. Um, there's no food corner to really report, so there's that. I mean, I had a Mexican beef and rice bowl kind of a classic in the isaiah casa that's right we're doing spanglish over here um so yeah i mean i won't really you know bore you with all the casual slice of life bullshit uh let me go ahead and do my startup and then we'll get into some news Yummy, yummy. All right. From The Guardian. RS, RSF paramilitary seizes control of Wad Madani, Sudan's second city. Sudan's rapid support forces, or the RSF, have seized Wad Madani, the country's second city, which has taken in hundreds of thousands of refugees from the capital, Khartoum, early in the eighth month war between the regular army and the paramilitary RSF. Videos posted by the RSF on Monday showed fighters in pickup trucks driving along the streets in the city of El Jazeera state. The RSF advanced after three days of intense fighting, which caused thousands of people to flee the city towards the south. Markets and homes were flooded or were looted by army or by the army Uh, the police and some civilians on Sunday. And there were fresh reports of looting by RSF on uh, RSF fighters by Monday. Excuse me. Uh, During the paramilitary advance on the city, army intelligence units were reported to have uh, arrested civilians based on their ethnicity, particularly those from Darfur, many of whom have been living in Al Jazeera, for decades as agricultural workers. Um, Also, aid organizations, many of which had relocated to the city from Khartoum, were reported to have suspended their work after the RSF advance. Uh, They go into a little bit of history in this article about uh, Wad Madani, which was founded 98 years ago when the country was under British and Egyptian rule, and it is home to the Army's 1st Infantry Division. Um, let's see, more than 10,000 people have been killed since the war between the two rival forces um, since April. Uh, Six million people have been forced to flee their homes, causing the world's biggest internal displacement crisis. Um, they talk about the split between General Abdel Fatah al-Burnum, uh who is the head of the army, and also General Mohammed Habdan da- Dagalo. Um, who is the head of the RSF. Now, they had shared power with a civilian government after uh, a coup in 2019 of President Omar al-Bashir, which I learned today listening to the BBC that Omar al-Bashir had made the RSF or formed the RSF of people who he felt like were going to be like malleable, compliant to him, and work for him and essentially that was like his pocket army so therefore like he couldn't get cooed. essentially that was his his coup proof but it didn't work out because they lined up together and said okay well we'll just take power we'll share power but then when they went into say hey okay we're gonna dissolve the rsf now you don't need to be this little pocket army we can just be one big thing and um the gallo was like, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to keep my shit my shit. And they've been fighting, you know, ever since April. So, you know, it, this isn't something I wanted to lose sight of. I felt like this was a big, uh, big development. I know we do miss a lot of coverage, I mean, from the day to day. But I mean, that's in a lot of places. I know that like it can kind of seem like, hey, we talk about Ukraine, we talk about Israel. But I know there's a lot of places, you know, we're talking about the Republic of Congo All we're talking about, you know, Sudan, what have you. There's so many places. Um, So I do try to cover them when they pop up during the week. So, you know, there was that. Um, Let me go ahead and move on to the next bit. We're going to talk about some natural disasters. uh, From the Associated Press, an earthquake in northwestern China kills at least 127 people and is the deadliest in nine years. A strong overnight earthquake rattled a mountainous region of... Fuming. Northwestern China, uh, authorities said on Tuesday, destroying homes, leaving residents in residents out in below-freezing winter night and killing 127 people in the nation's deadliest quake in 9 years. The magnitude 6.2 earthquake struck just before midnight on Monday, injuring more than 700 people, damaging roads and knocking out power and communication lines in Gansu and the Qinghai Provinces, officials, and Chinese media reports. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, State broadcaster CCTV said 113 were confirmed dead in Gansu, and another 536 were injured in the province. 14 others were killed, and 198 injured in Qinghai in an area north of the epicenter, according to the People's Daily, the Communist Party's official mouthpiece. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's more details in this article. You know, I don't want to get too scientific. There's a lot of numbers and cities and stuff like that. Um, kind of akin to the next one we're going to get to. We're kind of just pew, 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 breezing through these. But um, from CNN, volcano erupts on Iceland's Ricanis Re- Peninsula, weeks after town evacuated. A volcano has dramatically erupted in Iceland, expelling spectacular bursts of lava onto the landscape and emitting huge plumes um, of smoke into the sky after weeks of seismic activity prompted the evacuation of a nearby town. The eruption of Rekganas Peninsula began around 10 p.m. local time. 5 p.m. Um, et following an earthquake around an hour earlier the icelandic meteor, meteor meteorological office said in a statement the office reported that the eruption was located close to Hagafell around th- about three kilometers or two miles north of the town of Gr- grindavak grindavik Greendivik. I want to say Grindvik. I really want to say Grindvik. My American ass. Um, but yeah, uh, Iceland's Coast Guard posted a video on Facebook showing one of its helicopters at the scene on Monday night, hovering over a long line of glowing lava spurting from the fissure in the ground. The air is shrouded by smoke and lit in glowing hues of orange and red. Uh, it really looks like a, like a movie scene or like you're in a video game world. That is like literally you're in a volcano. It was giving fire temple. Uh, it is a very intense sight to behold. I do have a pic of it in the thumbnail, but I mean, I definitely know that's not doing justice. Um, but it's definitely one of those pictures where you like, you see it and it's like, oh, this is like seeing heat. Like I can feel the heat from the photo. <laughs> um, a bit more detail I wanted to add. This is the fourth eruption in the area since uh, 2021 and the largest so far, said the Icelandic government in a statement on Tuesday. Um, It added that the eruption does not pose a threat to life, but said that the area was closed to all traffic and strongly warned people not to approach the area. So that's good that there hasn't been any kind of loss of life. I believe uh, they evacuated all the people. Uh, I think it was 3,000. People that got, a, yeah, the town of more than 3,000 people is now clear of residents. Um, let's see. It is a popular place for tourists because it lies some seven kilometers from the famous Blue Lagoon geothermal spa. So there you go. Um, so yeah, some flights got canceled, but I know that there was still like air traffic to and from. Um, so like I said, good that there's no loss of life and more or less, this is just a big spectacle and not like, you know some Pompeii ass shit you know what I mean so that's good we love to see it we love to talk about some cool natural happenings like this um but yeah let's go ahead and move along because there's more details um but once again I'll leave that for the readers for the real ones uh we have one more thing to cover and then I will let you go we'll we'll go on about our business going on our merry way uh but you know what that means I'm gonna take my break and then we'll close it out Oh, yeah. Okie dokie from the Texas Tribune. Immigrant rights groups sue Texas to halt new law allowing arrests of migrants. Immigrant rights organizations have sued Texas after Governor Greg Abbott approved one of the strictest state immigration enforcement laws with, which authorizes police to arrest immigrants suspected of crossing the border illegally. In, a, in their lawsuit, the American Civil Liberties Union and the Texas Civil Rights Project claim that Senate Bill 4, which Abbott signed on Monday and is scheduled to take effect March 4th, violates the U.S. Constitution because Congress has given the federal government sole authority over immigration enforcement. The lawsuit filed Tuesday in and Austin federal court says SB4 will prevent immigrants from requesting asylum in the U.S., a right they have regardless of how they enter the country, um, which is obviously a known thing by Abbott. Um, th- there's a lot of like just problems with this bill, but he's forced it through. He's pushed it. Um, you know, some might say because he wants to just kind of get eyes on it. He wants to get the attention, show his constituents that he's quote unquote doing something. He's doing what Biden won't do. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is some cruel ass fucking shit. Uh, the idea that it's like, hey, um, you're supposed to have this, this inalienable right, like, hey, you're allowed to file for asylum. They're like, no, 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 We're just going to skip that. And we are going to force you to go back to the border and, <coughs> um, serve out a sentence in Mexico or, um, i guess like hold on i should just get to the reading but um let me read a little bit further um they named steve mccraw director of texas department and public public safety and bill hicks el paso's district attorney as offendants. uh governor abbott's efforts to circumvent the federal immigration system and deny people the right to due process is not only unconstitutional but dangerously prone to error and will disproportionately harm black and brown people regardless of their immigration status, um, said Anand Balakrishanen, a senior staff attorney at the ACLU's Immigrants' Rights Project. We're using every tool at our disposal, including litigation, to stop this egregious law from going into effect. Um, now, let me see here. Um well, um, yeah, this is from Spiller, Representative David Spiller um, of Jacksonboro. SB4 is the Texas solution to a Texas problem. It is humane, logical, and efficient approach to a problem created and fostered by the Biden administration, con- uh, continued failure, and refusal to secure our border. So that's their defense to that. Um, let's see. Uh, Abbott adds some more. I'm going to skip across that. Oberdor is naturally opposed to this. Um, I'm missing the part though. Uh, let's see. The new law would make it a state crime to, cro- to cross the state uh, Texas Mexico border between ports of entry. Police who suspect a person cross uh, suspect that a person cross the border illegally can arrest them and charge them with a class B misdemeanor, which carries a punishment of six months up to, of up to six months in jail. Repeat offenders could face a second degree felony with a punishment of two to 20 years in prison. So there you go. So essentially, yeah, if you don't go and serve your time in Mexico, we will make you serve it in our jails in Texas. That's essentially the situation at hand for someone who is in violation of this law. That uh, Abbott is trying to put into place, um, but yeah, a part I wanted to mention here is th- this did remind me of the Arizona papers thing, which I'm not gonna lie, it's something I've, I've I can reference before and things like that because it's just it was such such a crazy jarring thing that it was just like, hey, if you don't have your papers, uh, cops or state troopers or whatever the fuck, I believe like police can hassle you and arrest you for not having them and that was just some just some fucking nazi era style shit that just did not sit right i feel but um in 2010 arizona lawmakers passed senate bill uh 1070 which makes which made it a state crime for legal immigrants not to carry their immigration papers and require police to investigate the immigration status of any person they come in contact with In a landmark 2012 case, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that local police didn't have the authority to arrest someone solely based on their immigration status and said that that the responsibility falls to the federal government. Now, that is what I hope happens um, if and when this gets pushed all the way up to, I don't know, the Supreme Court again. But I mean, we're talking now about a a supercharged Supreme Court, and maybe by that time, that's when they want to make their highlight showcase thing, and they say, no, 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 we're going to take this case, and we're going to actually give it to Wheels, uh, Greg Abbott. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think this shit is really fucked up. I hope that um, uh, it doesn't come to pass come March 5th, you know what I mean, that it doesn't actually get to go into effect, because I think it's fucked up. I think you can't do this kind of shit to people. Um, you know, we are supposed to have this kind of law to be able to say, hey, like you can come here and if you, and, it's, and, and, and to say that Biden isn't doing anything, by the way, it's like, no, that motherfucker is like, he's trying to make it as hard as fuck for you to get here. You got to use this fucking shitty ass fucking app. You got to do it from the fucking city of Juarez, all this fucking crazy ass fucking shit. It's a whole goddamn mess. But no, that's not enough. Of course, you know, cause people are still making it over. So it's like, no, you gotta, we gotta lock them up. It's like, no, man. Like, I I, I don't I don't want to live in a country that does that kind of shit. It's so fucked up to me. But I've said this before. I'll say it again. When you pan out on this shit, it's so upsetting. It's so disturbing to see that, like, everyone handles their borders like this. Like, so many countries. I shouldn't say everybody. But, like, so many countries I've covered handle their borders like this. And it's so fucked up. It's such a fucked up thing to do. It's to say, oh, well, we've appealed to this, like, This group of people who are, like, you know, uncomfortable and upset because they have to, you know, to see more people who look different from them, and it's just like, oh, they're the reason I don't have things. I'm mad about it. They look so different. They they don't speak my language. I don't like this. I'm mad. And they appeal to those people. There's so many politicians just worldwide, internationally, that do that kind of shit, and I hate that. I fucking hate it. Um... So yeah, that's that's I guess where we'll leave it. Not that that's a good place to leave it, but you know uh, that's that's the issues. Uh, that's tales from the abyss, baby. Uh, that's really all we have though. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, so yeah, let me wrap up with the uh, the shill mode. Patreon.com/suzanne so news. If you'd like to support the effort, shout you out at the top of the pod at the top of the month. Maybe at the end of the pod at the top of the month. We'll see. Um, say your name. Plug a project. Free ways to hit me up, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com, and then feel free to follow me or the podcast on um, all the socials you're on, and um, hopefully you're subscribed to the YouTube, that helps out a lot, feel free to like, hit the bell, subscribe. Do that on any listening app that you're on. If it's not YouTube, that's fine. If it's on Spotify, that's sweet. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that on Google Podcasts, but you can if you're listening to me right now. I don't know, whatever, you know. But, yeah, it means a lot. It helps out a lot. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.